Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. So we asked you guys a couple of podcasts ago in regards to if you would like us to talk about taboos or not, and we decided, uh, we had a couple people who were like, yeah, talk about fucking taboos. The people have spoken, man. The people have spoken. God damn it. By the way, I'm Adam. Oh, I was just going to let it go. I didn't I'm Matthew Lynn. What's up, guys? I figure at this point, they just recognize our voices. Like, oh, that's Adam and Matthew. You would think. You'd think so, hopefully. So anyway, so today we are actually going to just do that. We're going to talk about taboos. Uh, Nick and Kyle specifically are the ones who commented on the videos. And so Thanks, this, guys. This is for you guys. It was a unanimous vote, by the way. <laughs> So, Matthew, are there any, before I go to some of the stuff I've written down, are there any taboos off the top of your head that you know of that are, you know, like, welcomed in other countries but not our own or vice versa? Well, what's weird is when you say taboos, the first thing that popped into my head uh-huh. is actually piercings, believe it or not. Okay. But not like ear piercings and nose piercings. and I, I, I mean, right. like... I don't know. I'm specifically getting images of like people putting piercings like through their cheek, like through both cheeks, and like right. I don't know. I'm specifically just like thinking about like really obscure what we would call odd right. piercings here that in other countries uh, are, are totally normal. Right. Well, I feel like in regards to it being normal in other countries, I think crazy piercings like that have to do more with like the like tribal stuff right yeah so, that, so that's like, a good word that's what i was trying to think yeah about. so I, I know like one specifically that always comes to mind when i think of crazy piercings are the ones that will like gauge their bottom lip to like five inches right exactly they just have that this, kind of stuff you know i think gauges in general mm-hmm. um were pretty taboo up until more recently a couple maybe like the last five yeah. eight years or so yeah anything gauge was definitely more of a tribal thing nobody in any kind of westernized or even just you know any city or major city or anything like that nobody was doing that yeah. to themselves well in our lifetime i remember like when we were mm-hmm. not kids but young teenagers you know I, I remember a lot of my friends getting gauges it became real right. popular um, and it starts small, you know, mm. everyone, at first everyone got piercings. Right. And then that wasn't so cool anymore. So then they moved up to like pencil size. Yeah. Gauges. And that's what everyone was into in like middle school, right? They're all going to pencils. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, they all wanted the, the, what, the zeros, the double zeros or whatever. Yeah. That was real popular. Kind of the, the. The bigger ones like that. Well, now they well now they go specifically to like you'll have people have like the inch gauges, right? And they have right. just these giant holes hanging in their ears. I used to know somebody who had just that. They had these giant gauges. So obviously they didn't have the gauge in. You know, there's just a flap. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And he and he used to take if he had to go to work because he couldn't have gauges at work, right? But obviously these are really big, so it's not like putting you know skin colored gauges was it's really going to help, help him, right? Right. So he used to take his gauges out, and then he could take the loop and loop it around his ear. No way. Yeah. 
and it was it was actually kind of unsettling because when you would do this his ear would actually look normal you wouldn't even know he had gauged ears until he took this loop off of his ear and you just saw this hanging skin again. Wow. It's the weirdest thing. I certainly think that piercings in general are, are becoming much, much less taboo now. Oh, now yeah. Now it's pretty normal. It's almost weird to not have piercings anymore. I would almost consider that piercings specifically are actually going I don't want to say going backwards because every I think everybody's always going to have piercings. But just as you said, you know, we we grew up with people slowly gauging their ear and it got bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger. Absolutely. And now that I'm older, I know a lot of people who had those the giant big inch and a half gauges. And I know several people who have now gone to actually get them surgically fixed so that they don't have them anymore. Right. Well, that's what you we know. try to tell teenagers. Is right. You're going to regret it, and then they don't believe you. Well, well, that's certainly how I did. Not that I got the surgery, but like my ears are gauged, right? Yeah, you got gauged. But I only went up to double zero because I know. Okay, so I was right in saying double zero because your yeah, size yeah. is what everyone was. It was cool in high school. So yeah. double zero is definitely what I meant. To double. Say. Yeah, double zero is definitely like the one where it's just big enough where you can tell your ears are gauged yeah but, but it still looks pretty classy yeah in my opinion but it's a uh but i won't go above double zero because i know that if at any point i get sick of them and i take the gauges out that my ears will close up and look like right. they were engaged at all you know i don't think i would ever go to like an inch or anything that would just get annoying wouldn't it I, I would think so. I think I, it does. I do think it looks cool. I like the little uh, spikes, the tapers that people use. Oh, yeah. I think those look super. I had no idea up until about a week ago, guys, legitimately, mm-hmm. that that was used to slowly increase oh, the size of the yeah. ear. Yeah, I thought it just looked cool. Yeah, well, I think a really lot did. I think there were a lot of people who wore them for that purpose, too. They look badass, but, yeah, yeah, but I like it. There's, but that's just that. That's a small taboo. That's like, a, yeah, everyone thinks of that. Yeah, but I mean, there's plenty of crazier taboos. There are definitely crazy ones, but kind of on the subject of piercings, it is interesting looking at things that were considered taboo just in America here in Westernized mm-hmm. society. You know, just. 20 40 years ago oh yeah for sure and now i mean tattoos is a big one too only the, sailors got tattoos yeah i was gonna say the, the day, only right? people who got tattoos were like if you're in the military, military or you know or a biker specifically yeah well, yeah and, and now, now it's kind of strange to not have a tattoo yeah everybody has at least one right even old people have them now it's yeah. like cool for everyone to get them you'll see old ladies with the little dolphins on their shoulder yeah. <laughs> i think it's fine i think it's cute to to art make your body into art you know oh, yeah you gotta live with it your whole life so you might as well enjoy it i always wonder if things like tattoos specifically because ta- like piercings and stuff can always be fixed down the line right you can have your whole face pierced and sure. for the most yeah my part, parents always let fixed. me get whatever piercings i wanted because yeah. they said you know you can just take them out right exactly but i always wonder if there's ever going to be a time where tattoos are maybe considered more taboo again or maybe not taboo but just unpopular so you're going to have a bunch of our generation when we're older walking around these old people with all these tattoos. And I wonder if younger people are going to be like, oh, it's so weird. You know, I'm, <laughs> getting sure. Tattoos I'm sure it's going to flip flop back. It has to, yeah, right? I'm, I'm sure it will. But just as you um, said, though, there are a lot of weird taboos that are out there, even just like slightly like cultural taboos that are just different. Well, I was just going to say a cultural one that I, I can think of, too, is did you know in a lot of countries – I, th- I believe particularly like East, like mm-hmm. Asian countries, uh, it's it's really rude to like point your feet 
or your toes at people. Yeah, it's kind of like the middle one. finger here. Mm-hmm. It's your big toe in other places. Yeah. And I think it stems to um, your feet are considered by that culture to be the dirtiest part of your body, mm-hmm. uh, always interacting with the ground. Right. You would never like eat off of someone's feet. So to point the dirtiest part of your body at someone um, is is considered super rude. Yeah, well, and kind of along those lines also, well, two things along those lines. Uh, one about like the middle finger, uh, like how it being the middle finger. Yeah. There's, I know, I was reading today that there are a lot of countries where you don't use the thumbs up. Because oh, thumbs up in a lot of country, Russian, Russia specifically, I was reading about, I guess thumbs up is like equates to the middle finger. How ironic. Yeah. Because here thumbs up is like, yeah, man, right. what's up? Good well, job. And it got me thinking too with platforms like Facebook or a lot of the social media things out there, you can like posts. And a lot of times if you like posts, it will give you the thumbs up thing. Yeah. I wonder so, what it is in Russia. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, they had to, they had it's to like change it, It's like having a middle right? finger. Like, why do they have a middle finger? <laughs> yeah. That's it's so like, weird. They had to change it somehow, right? If that's considered middle that's finger. Only, I never put any thought into that. Yeah. I was thinking about that because I know Facebook Messenger even has a thumbs up thing button down at the bottom that you can send to people and you can make it bigger, smaller. Yeah. I know. The number so, one thing that happens to me on Messenger, little side note, uh-huh. is if you get a message that's too long and you have to scroll, uh-huh. just the act of putting your thumb on it to scroll it oh, will yeah. make the little opinion buttons come up. Yeah. And then when you let your thumb off, at least the way my phone is set up, I always hit the thumbs down. Yeah. It just happens. And everyone thinks I'm dissing them, but I'm mm-hmm. not. It's a pain in the ass, dude. If you ever get a thumbs down from me, guys, I didn't mean it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, there's a lot of weird things like that. And going uh, the second thing along those lines, too, in regards to like pointing your feet at people, you know, yeah. just things you don't do. I know uh, specifically in Japan, when you're speaking to an elder or somebody, like if you're in a classroom and your teacher's talking to you or referring to you, you're not supposed to really make eye contact. It's disrespectful. You keep your head down. Oh, here so, you're here. It's disrespectful if you don't make eye contact. Exactly. How funny. Yeah. So there was. I remember a well, it's teacher. It's no wonder no one likes Americans when they go there. We're oh, just yeah. used to doing things ass backwards to oh, the rest yeah. of the world. Even little things like I know in South Korea, and there was another country too. But I guess it's considered arrogant if you have uh, one hand in your pocket. Oh, uh, it was South Korea and Turkey. Really? If you have like one hand in your pocket, people are like, mm, this posh bitch. Really? Yeah, like Damn. shit like that. Just weird things. But then there's also weird things like I know in India, like older men will be like like locking their pinkies together and they'll walk down the street and so, do stuff so I, like that. There was a comedian that literally made a joke about that. I wish I could remember his name so I could give him his credit due. Uh-huh. He was talking about like, can you imagine seeing three or four guys in India, just, you know, three or four deep all pinkies attached, skipping down the road. And he, I think the funny part was he's like, I'm just holding my friend's hand. What's the big deal? Right. You know? <laughs> so in any of your jobs that you have worked, have you ever noticed certain people of certain nationalities coming in and like ordering things in a different way or oh, like yeah. for, cause yeah. when I worked in retail, we always, especially in Los Angeles, because not only do you have a lot of different people of different nationalities, but those people of those nationalities are typically holding on to their culture instead of uh, American culture, right? At least in a lot of ways. 
So one thing we we always knew when I used to work in a shoe store was like if you had a Korean or really just like in any kind of Asian family, with the exception of Japanese. Okay. But if you had a lot of Asian families that come in, they wanted to try on shoes. They all did the same thing where they would just take the display shoe. They would just drop it on the ground, not sit down. They just drop it on the ground, try it on like, oh, this doesn't work. Then they'd walk to the next shoe. They pick it up oh, they and they drop it, it. Oh, no, they wouldn't put it back. Then they just walk out of the store when they're done. You know what I've noticed that um, I don't I don't know which particular Asian it is, but one of the Asian groups mm-hmm. is they, they cross the street pretty willy-nilly, too. They will just cross the fucking street wherever they need to go. Traffic I, coming, traffic not, cross what they don't care. They'll just, they'll just cross the street. I think that's South Korea. Um, well, let me tell you what. In this country, you technically have the right-of-way, so I have to right. stop for you. And when it's in the middle of a main boulevard and I'm going 45 miles an hour, it's it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop it. If you're one of those people <laughs> who just walks in the middle of the street whenever they want, stop because you're freaking the drivers out. I had a coworker at a previous job who did one of those summer things where he went to like uh, South Korea to teach English. Right. So he lived in South Korea for a summer and he was talking about in regards to like jaywalking and just the difference in the roads and things. And he was talking about how there were drivers that would literally like if they're trying to get around something, they'd have no problem like driving up on the sidewalk. And like yeah. and pedestrians would just have to be like, oh, well, a car's doing this now. Better move out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in other <laughs> just, countries, the, the rules are off when it comes to driving. Yeah. You just do whatever you need to do to get there. Yeah. It's so weird. Some of them. But uh-huh. I mean, it's it's just different. Get, they think though. we're weird. Oh, yeah. yeah just of different. course. So, you know, that's some entry level taboo stuff. Right. That's that's all right. Whatever. We got there. Let's talk about some real taboo shit. Mm. OK. So we think about. I've recently realized that there's actually a group of people who mm-hmm. practice um, consuming human blood. They think they're vampires. Yeah. Um, so I always thought vampires were just in the stories, mm-hmm. and they came from. There's really like Transylvania or whatever, right. or maybe not Transylvania. Romania. Well, there's like that, really yeah. like a, a far Eastern European country. I'm sure someone in the comments will tell us which one it is. And there really was a dude who they like modeled. Um, Dracula. Yeah, Vlad right? the Impaler. There you go. So I always thought that that just stopped there. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, they're, they're like zombies, whatever. They're just a scary thing. So no, there's really a group of people who practice, like, they file their teeth into mm-hmm. points. And it's usually very sexually oriented. Uh, and they they don't kill each other. Right. But they really will, like, cut each other and lick the blood what do you think about that adam so there's actually like spectrums as far as this is concerned there's vampiric spectrums yes oh my so you do have the people out there who you know you usually you'll recognize them they'll be dressed in little like uh you know like goth like right and they'll do the teeth filing and there's even special underground bars where they can go and, you know, quote unquote, drink blood, whether or not that's what they're actually doing. I don't know. But then you have there are others. And this was on a, a docuseries I was watching of this guy who literally found, you know, a group of these people who consider themselves vampires and how they work. Mm-hmm. And it was very like 
don't know. It was weird. There there weren't any, at least the the people were very reassured. It was like, we don't do like blood orgies or anything like that. And he asked if I could see like, oh, like, what do you guys do? Because you guys actually do drink blood. And they're like, oh, yeah, we drink blood. And this ge- older gentleman who considered himself a vampire looked like a regular average day, average gel, right? Right. And there was this gentleman, part of this culture also, who's like with these group of people. And they would go in the bathroom. The guy would like dis like the guy would like disinfect this uh, other guy's skin, and then he would just cut the like make these little like slits for enough for a little bit of blood to come uh-huh. out. And then he would like you know squeeze it the skin to get more blood to come out. And you'd go there and you just take like little sips, you know, and then do it again and wipe it off and take little sips. Like like it was a whole fucking like medical thing. It looked like but very clean, very, very no one's like clean, getting tortured right. or hurt or anything. Right. And right. they were even saying like we still eat regular food and enjoy you know all that stuff, but they say like the blood gives them energy or it makes them feel you know it's like caffeine to them almost you know if they don't get it they start to feel very like i hope it's a very tight-knit group of friends who have to get like blood tests before they get into this group well and i I think that's a good way to spread disease well and i i think it is something that's very like they they looked at it like they were one of those people who look at the goth yeah right (laughs) like these were people who looked at the goth people who do that kind of stuff and were like no that's not real vampire what we do is real vampire so it's just and i I, it's just weird stuff it's very strange i don't see myself ever um partaking in any kind of situation like that well and i always wonder like how one gets to that point right so i always have so you have to assume that these people were like outcasts in their own society right so i don't know they vampires have... are usually like classy good-looking people oh not the ones i've seen in no these. no not like like the one i was telling you about like he looked like an average joe but he was like a fatter guy with like oh, long straggly like hair and yeah like um okay so i would assume they're probably a little bit socially awkward right right i would uh, think so mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like usually a friend gets you into it right i feel like you're not really born someone who's like i'm gonna drink blood one day right okay there's a few of them that's probably who started it mm-hmm. but like most of the people in it like if you met a girl and she was really pretty right. you really liked her a lot mm-hmm. okay and everything was great but she's like twice a month i like to go to these meetings right i just lick a little bit of blood right right uh-huh. and then like whatever i'm a salesman and, and an agent and i mm-hmm. make six figures a year I'll clean up after you. I'll make you food every night. But just come with me to these meetings just twice. You don't even have to do anything. You just just, uh-huh. just watch. Just sit in the car. Right. Would you do it? Fuck yeah, I would. Fuck yeah, you would? Oh, yeah, dude. That's how it starts. There's, there's, That's how right. it starts. That's how it starts. But there's, I just look at it as like, well, there's a fucking story I get to tell, you know, later on. Like, so I uh, was with this girl. I went to a vampire meeting and uh, watched a bunch of them uh, drink each other's blood. It was uh, pretty interesting. So I'm going <laughs> to tell you, my friend, for, for most of us, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, Apparently, you're one of the people who who would probably become a vampire. Yeah, maybe I would. We'll just see, we'll see what happens. But no, the but like when I go to one of the, when I drink blood, absolutely not. But when I go oh, to not one the of, first meeting, I, <laughs> you don't just go the first day and drink blood, Adam. Come on, you gotta work your way up to it. Like they would even allow you to drink the blood the first meeting. But no, dude, morbid curiosity. I would totally go to one of those meetings. Absolutely. 
see what the fuck that shit's all about. I think when people do stuff like that, I don't think I would. You don't think you I would? I don't think I would. No, I don't think I would. I just even listen. even if you didn't have to drink any blood, it was just solely just go there and observe. I wouldn't want to open up that can of worms. Mm. Okay, I'm a curious soul, right? And I just know. That I'm gonna think it's super cool. Oh, so you and think I'm gonna you'd think partake. it's badass. Dude, I'd be a vampire. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'd be a vampire. It's badass. But I know that like I'm not wealthy enough. I need to be independently wealthy before right. I decide to dedicate my life to being a vampire. Right. Okay. So I'm just not at that stage yet. I don't think I would partake yet. <laughs> it's it's interesting, man, that those people exist. And what's what's more interesting is a lot of those people have you know they're they have regular jobs like their job is oh, being yeah. a vampire. There might you know, be someone at your job. I was just gonna say it could be your next door neighbor for all you know who partakes in those kind of stuff you know and the whole realm of you could almost call the vampire thing a secret society right because it's somewhere you go you run away to every Mm -hmm. now and then and you can be yourself but you wouldn't really tell like all of your friends about it at work you don't you don't meet people and say hey i'm adam i partake in vampiria right yeah you know you don't really do that and i feel like there's a lot of secret um, organizations like that. Oh, yeah. Who, you know, anywhere from everyone knows about, like, the KKK. Right. right? So you can go there, but you don't tell people you're part of it. It's kind of naughty. Right. But then there's also ones who don't partake in hatred or anything, but, like, like the Freemasons. Yeah. Or the the Knights Templar kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where that's more of just wealthy people or influential people who all get together. Um, you recently introduced me to one that was called um, what was it that where all the influential like senators and stuff go to? Oh, the Bohemian the, Grove. Bohemian Grove. Yeah. There you go. So it's not just in the past people used to do that. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of these secret societies today. Oh yeah. Well, it's I mean everything that you can describe or, or is like a lot of cult mentality, right? You know, there are a lot of. It can be, but it's when I think of cult, I think. I immediately think negative. I immediately think someone's getting hurt. Right. Whether it's physically or mentally. Someone's getting, like, attacked in a cult. Right. Um, well, I mean, but you could argue that happening in the KKK or there's even oh, absolutely. there's even things like Bohemian Grove, you know, no nothing proven, but, you know. People, Alex Jones got in there. People, Alex Jones got Alex in Jones there. Got, <laughs> we enjoy Alex Jones, guys. And I feel like he should be brought up today if we're going to talk about taboo-y kind of stuff. Well, speaking of Alex Jones... So Alex Jones was recently, for those who don't know, uh, Joe Rogan, who has his podcast, probably arguably the most popular podcast out there right now. Oh, he's now. the king of podcasts. Him and Alex Jones go way back. They were, you know, <laughs> they've been friends for years and years and, and years. Alex Jones is a uh, like a conspiracy theory reporter. Yeah, very big on taboos, conspiracy theories. So much so he got kicked off of YouTube for it. But what's yeah. the interesting thing about Alex Jones, Adam? Is that most of his stuff ends up being true. Dude, it's crazy, guy. Mm-hmm. Like, at least seven times out of ten, when you look these things up, you're like, holy shit, Jones yeah. was on it. Well, and that's just it. So him and uh, Alex Jones and Joe Rogan were feuding for a little bit. And I was following it. And it was basically Joe Alex Jones saying that Joe is part of this organization and is trying to hide information from this and being paid off by these oh, sure. people. And, and Joe Rogan's responses were always just very calm and collective of like, okay, well, I'm not doing any of that, you know. <laughs> 
And so, but they made up recently. Yeah. And Alex Jones uh, was just recently on Joe Rogan's podcast again. Which, by the way, Alex Jones made very clear during one of his statements that I'm never going to go on your show again, Joe. I want yeah. war. I want war. He sounds like that, too. <laughs> like, he's very, very out there, guys. Yes. Very far-fetched. So he went on the Joe Rogan show. It was a five-hour podcast. I'm actually only halfway through it right <sighs> now. But, man, that man is just, he just sounds like a fucking nut, man. He does, oh. but he gets his credibility because he's right all yes. the time. So even even on the podcast, just the little bit I've listened to of it right now, he was talking about how the Chinese were, were making these human-animal hybrid chimeras, and Joe Rogan's like, what? And then they'd look it up right there. It's like, oh, see, there it is. Yeah, like you China know, sure like, is. at one after another, Alex Jones was just like, this is happening, and this is happening. And he sounds like a crazy guy, but yeah. he's not crazy. It's not a lot of the, uh, like you said, seven out of ten times. Seven out of ten correct. is on it. You know? But he actually infiltrated uh, a while back, it was kind of a big thing at the time, um, this Bohemian Grove mm-hmm. um, gathering. Yes. A very big one. And then after infiltrating it and leaking the footage, actually had a circumstance where he was able to meet up with one of the influential people who he knew to be at yes. that meeting well, bef- and asked him about it. Well, before we go any f- further, for those who don't know, let's tell you what Bohemian Grove is. So once a year, a bunch of politicians and just that very influential people, but u- usually politicians, right. all gather to this... Uh, like in the forest. Yeah, in this in the, in the a forest. And it's totally secretive. You can't get in there. Tons of security, Nobody can guys. see it. Yeah, like, tons and tons. Like and the tons. kind of security that guards the present, like Secret Service shit. It'll yeah. be all over. You can't get in. And there are always assumptions of what they're doing in there, you know. And Alex Jones, back in the 90s, infiltrated Bohemian in. Grove and was filming it. Uh-huh. And guys, I've seen it the video, is, guys. It is some creepy ass shit. Dude, they're burning like either it was either a cross or a man it's or something. An like, owl. An owl. A giant wooden they owl. Yeah. They burn that shit. They chant. Yeah, they wear like cloaks and Dude, it looks super KKK, but yeah. without like hanging anyone or hurting anyone. Yeah, and from the little that I know of it, because obviously since he infiltrated it, there has been some information that's come out about what they do there. But some of it was like there there were rumors that there would be like a human sacrifice and the human sacrifice was a way of basically cleaning all of their sins. And there's been and these things have not been proven, but there's been people who say that they'll have children there that are uh, there to have sex with the politicians or men there for the politicians that aren't out of the closet as gay people like just a lot of weird shit that goes on in there. Well, don't you think logically, like just Mm -hmm. think about for a second, if you had, you know, two or three hundred of the most influential people in America. Right. All together. Right. So wouldn't it be great if you all partook in something that you could get in trouble for? Mm-hmm. So now, for the rest of the year, no one can really tell on anyone or try to screw anyone over mm-hmm. because we were all at Bohemian Grove uh, last August or whatever. I was made up a month. Ooh, that's and interesting. if I go down, well, you were there too, man. We all sacrificed that kid together, remember? Right. So keep your mouth shut or I'll, I'll make sure people... Wouldn't it be really convenient if everyone was, like, guilty all together? Exactly. Maybe that's what it's all about. Well, and that makes me wonder, too, if 
there was ever a, you know, if there's ever a politician or somebody who is like, oh, I don't want to do Bohemian Grove. And it's like, mm, I don't think so. You're fucking going. Remember that first year you were there? You want your wife and kids to find out yeah. that you did that? You want you better show up this year, man. Exactly. And it's just this cycle. And as long as you show up and follow the rules, you're good. You get to keep being rich. Yeah. It's, uh, what the weirdest thing about Bohemian Grove in general is just the fact that we're just okay with all these politicians yeah. gathering together once a year doing shady shit that nobody's allowed to know what's going on in there. There's no cameras. And even with the footage we have seen, like I'm just I guess I'm just surprised there's not more uproar about it. See, I'm weirdly okay with it. Why? So all throughout history, as long as we've been, you know, researching it, you find groups of highly influential people. Mm -hmm. So really, at any given time on the globe, there's a handful of people, there's probably a thousand or less human beings who actually run the entire planet. Right. Okay, but with their combined wealth, they are strong enough that they literally make all the rules. Right. So you kind of have to have that, in my opinion. And it kind of needs to be a secret, in my opinion, because people in general, the public, I believe cannot really handle the truth. Right. Okay. They need it to be fed to them slowly or they freak the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And if people freak the fuck out, then you have chaos. So these, these highly influential 200 people who run everything need to be able to go somewhere, speak freely with one another about how are we going to run the world for the next year? Mm -hmm. There needs to be that meeting. And People need to not be able to hear it because if they got all that information at once, it would almost be unsafe. It would almost hurt our security if we if everyone knew all those things at the same time. Well, I agree with you that those meetings do need to take place and those things they always need to have. be discussed. And I do agree that people don't need to know what's discussed behind closed doors at those meetings. But what you're talking about is just that. It, it's a it, what you're talking about is more of a conference of people getting together and sharing. Those yeah, but ideas it's so secretive that they do it in in the forest. Right, but now dressing up and sacrificing and shit—that's a little weird. That's my. That's point. a little much. That's yeah, a little much. That's my point. It, it's one thing. We also to, don't have any video footage of anyone dying. We don't have any true. video footage of anyone being sacrificed. That's true. All we have footage of is people who are wearing cloaks, mm -hmm. who want to remain anonymous, uh -huh. but also want to get together and have a giant conference, if you will. Right, and like I said, I think people would be, well, I mean, people seem to be okay with Bohemian Grove as it is right now anyway, but I think it's one thing to be like, oh, we're having a conference in the wood with a bunch of people, you know, like a convention almost, right, that they have yeah. in the woods, and they just, you know, just that share ideas, talk about the world, whatever it is, but, when you're putting in these like ritualistic things that they do in it now, now that's when the question is like, okay, well, what are you really doing? If you guys are just talking and everything, that's cool, but what's really going on? See, you but know? you can't know because if you knew, it would it would ruin the whole point of having it. What if there's like some crazy like like underworld god that runs everything and in order to keep them satisfied they have to get together and sacrifice something to it once a year well i don't think that's what's going on <laughs> could you imagine uh, that? for the sake of the what if i guess keep doing what we're doing because it's been working that's true um but no before before this bohemian grove you had you had the freemasons yeah that many presidents have been part of mm -hmm. um you had you had the knights templar before mm -hmm. that um, 
And before that, you had even smaller that were just guilds. Right. So if you were a person like an actual mason who could work with with um, rock, uh-huh. um, not everyone could do that in the mm-hmm. medieval times. So you you were part of a guild. You were more important than everyone else. Uh, if you were a carpenter, you were part of the carpenters guild. And these guilds would have their own secret meetings and would talk, and you could raise up through the the ranks of the guild. And right. You know it. It's always been a thing, dude. I don't I don't think it's anything super weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, I don't know. It's one of those things that maybe not super weird in the sense of these things happen. But I don't know. I, I just feel like when you, you see the kind of footage that we saw that Alex Jones got. That was weird. It just, like I said, it just surprises me that there weren't more people like, okay, well, we need to know more about this now. Well, and if it was all innocent and whatnot. So Alex Jones actually, a while later, after uh-huh. recording this, got a chance to meet up with a senator, a senator, yeah. someone highly influential, who was yeah. known to be at one of these meetings, and he asked him some questions about it, and the the influential person gave some typical answers, mm-hmm. not realizing that who he was talking to was Alex Jones, the right. guy who was in there. So then Alex sprung it on him, kind of trapped him almost in front of camera, and said, "Well, I was there. I saw this and this. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?" And all of a sudden, it all clicked to the senator, and he stopped talking to the guy. Yeah. He stopped talking, and he walked away and said, you're despicable. Yeah. So if it was all innocent, okay, why wouldn't you just talk about it? Exactly. Why wouldn't you just talk? So apparently something happened there mm-hmm. that you don't want people to know about because you're afraid of getting in trouble. Right, exactly. And that's, and that's my that's point. That's where the taboo comes in. Yeah, and that's exactly my point of given that information. And like I said, just when you have the video footage and then you have the footage of Alex Jones interviewing this politician and getting the kind of answers that he did. It I, makes I, you think. Yeah, I feel like there think. should be more people being like, oh, well, hold on, let's not just put this by the wayside. Let's yeah. figure out what the fuck but this is. But it happens is. every year, dude. Every and people year. don't even talk about it. Nope. It's it's the weirdest thing. But like I said, taboo. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of worse things going on in other countries. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot of crazy taboos, man. Yeah. Some of them I don't even know. I don't know how far we want to go when Let's we get go into as these far as today. We need to. But I mean, there's a lot of sexual taboos. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest realm of taboo, at least in our country, mm-hmm. is, is sexual things. Um, oh yeah, the way that you partake in having sex mm-hmm. can be very tabooy. Who you choose to have sex with, right, can become very taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the obvious, the most taboo thing I can think of, okay, and this is going to get a little mature, sorry guys, would be um, having sexual relations with someone who's part of your family. Yes. That's considered pretty widely these days around the world to be something you don't do. Right. So I would say that, so 98% of the world is like, you know, don't fuck your mom, don't fuck your dad, don't, don't fuck, fuck your, your sister, sister don't, you yeah, know, you all just, that stuff, right? Immediate do family is typically a no-no totally for most places. Right. Now, but when you get into cousins, that's yeah. when that's when the line starts to get a little gray. Also, if you go far back enough in history, it's yes. a very it's kind oh, of yeah, a more yeah. modern thing. The last few hundred years that you don't fuck your sister. Right. Back in the day, they did that all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, and so when I first found out about the uh, some of the cousin stuff, Japan specifically, I know it's not very it's not taboo to like marry or be in a romantic relationship with your first cousin, right? Okay. They actually look at it over there as cute. It's like a girl next door 
type oh, of thing. Oh, keep it in the family right? kind of thing. Make yeah, your family exactly. Stronger. Okay, gotcha. But so the way I found out about this, though, was years ago when I was like 17, 18 and really getting into anime at that point. And I was just binge watching all of these different animes. And anime obviously comes from Japan mostly. Right. So I was watching a lot of these animes and I watched one and there was a girl who her cousin, a boy, was the main character. Uh-huh. And, you know, they do a lot of inner thoughts in animes. Yes. And she was, like, having a, this huge crush on her cousin. And the, so I was like, okay, well, that's a little weird, but whatever. It's like anime, okay. And then all of a sudden I'd watch another anime and I'd see that also. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck what is the going, going on, on with here? This? Yeah. Well, and animes, Japanese culture yes. and animes are notoriously very over-sexualized to begin with. Yes. Whether it's a cousin or not. Right. Um, it's pretty well known that their culture in general right. stomps down sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be very quiet about it, very, very considerate of others. So anime becomes the loophole. Right. As yeah. soon as you get the chance, you find that outlet, they go ape shit. Yeah. They're like, I want to experiment all the things. That's where you get um, hentai and stuff like yeah. gets a little out of control. Well, and to be fair, these particular animes where it'd be two cousins getting together weren't overly sexualized animes like some of the ones out right, there. They're right. very innocent animes. But if you're going to find but, it anywhere, you're going to find it there. You're, well, you're going to find that. And that's that's definitely a way that animes and hentai, hentai especially, is definitely ways that a lot of cultures, including American culture, gets away with a lot of very... Uh, hentai is, is tentacle porn, by the way. Well, it's, it's just uh, anime porn. Not it usually has to do with tentacles. Nine times out of ten, there'll be a tentacle in there. But they... Uh, s- so hentai acts as a loophole for a lot of these people who have these certain kinks to get away with being able to indulge in those kinks, it's, right? Right. So animated porn. Right. Well, so it's not real. So one specifically is child porn. Oh. There's a lot of hentai out there where it's young kids, sometimes it's young girls, sometimes it's young boys. And they'll be in these sexual situations with somebody or having sex with an older guy. But you can find these kind of videos on any porn outlet because it's cartoon. Oh, they get away with it because it's cartoon? Yeah, so oh, it's, it's, it's like the loophole in it. Oh, shit. And it's, okay. the, it's the weirdest thing. There, And what's crazier is there are... There are actual like famous like manga and anime artists that have made some of these hentai's. Really, like they're kind of like proud of it. They're yeah. like, look at what I created. Look at the art I made. So one that got, I won't say popular over here, but it just became well known over here in America. Very uh-huh. taboo anime to go check out is I think it was called a like Boku no Peppa or something like that, right? Okay. Some, something really weird, and. It was an anime where just that. It was this young, like, 10-year-old boy and this, like, 30-year-old man, and they shared a intimate relationship with each other. But the anime was created by a guy who created a very popular anime amongst the anime world called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which Dude, we've talked I've about. I've heard of Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty badass, actually. Yeah. But that guy made child porn hentai? Made child porn hentai, Oh, dude. shame. Yeah, For dude. shame. It's it's pretty. It's pretty That's amazing because I actually enjoyed Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. I feel kind of dirty <laughs> for enjoying that. <laughs> so it's a pretty... It's, it's very weird, but... And, and I'm sure... 
with, you know, the only reason why it's allowed right now is because, you know, things like internet porn and everything is still relatively new for a generation. And I'm sure right. at some point it's going to be like, all right, well, this shit is no longer so, allowed. <clears throat> doesn't, going back real quick, just a last little note on the having sex with your family thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't it actually, like, biologically, doesn't it not work? Like, doesn't your DNA get degraded if you do that? Yeah, so... And there's more chance for, like, the baby to be malformed or have issues mentally or... Not all that. You don't get, like, a retarded baby every single time. And sorry for using the word retard. I don't know if that's intolerant. It's just... (laughs) I'm ignorant, and that's the first word I thought of. Sorry. But more often than not, you have a higher chance of the baby having some kind of brain damage or physical right. damage when you do that. Yeah, so if So it's you, like nature saying you shouldn't do that. Yeah, so if you have a child with somebody in your immediate family, like 99% of the time baby's going to come out deformed in some way shape or form. Or most of the right. time I think the woman just ends up miscarrying the baby because the baby just can't even survive in the womb. Now, first cousins there is still a chance of that happening, mm-hmm. but the chances are just much lower. So that's the that's the closest step you can get to where it starts to the odds aren't as bad anymore. Yes. So that's actually why in America it's okay to it's not it's looked at as weird, but it's much more acceptable here to like, oh, you can marry your second cousin or you can have a child with your second cousin. There are people here in America that can have Can you done marry that. someone with the same last name as you? Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. You really? Just, you would just carry the same last name? Yeah. You can marry your cousin? Yeah, your second cousin. Se- what what's, What distinguishes a first and second cousin? So first cousin is like your so it's like your mom's sister's kid, right? Okay. Second cousin would be like your mom's sister's kid kid. That's a second cousin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So once you get that extra generation in there, it yeah. seems to be a little bit more... Um, Biologically stable. Right, exactly. So, and I think here, you know, if you tell somebody you married your second cousin, it's still looked at as weird. But as far as like the child coming out malformed or with any kind of disability or mental disability, more, yeah, more times than not, you're not going to have an issue with it. Interesting. But it's like the world was kind of set up to uh, discourage immediately immediate family members reproducing yeah exactly the genetics are just too close to each other interesting well and you see it with other species too like different species generally Mm -hmm. cannot make a baby together right so like a dog and a cat can't make a baby yeah two different kinds of cats can make a baby right you know what i mean you can you can do that and get different kinds of cats that you make yeah with the exception of a few combinations um like what is it? Uh, is it a donkey or a mule? One of those. Oh, is, a donkey and a horse makes a mule. Makes a mule. So yeah. you can actually take the two species, make a new thing. But here's the catch. In all of those situations, that next thing you make, that mule, is sterile. Yes. That next generation cannot keep going. Exactly. So sometimes you can trick nature once, mm-hmm. but there's never been an instance where you can trick nature over and over. Right, exactly. It, it'll catch up. Well, and I and I think in the 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 like the mule situation too. Uh, the only reason why cuz I I don't think all mules are sterile. I do think there are some mules that can reproduce. But the and the only reason why that is though is just because donkeys and horses are so close in DNA to where that they're able to 
See, I thought that's why you're even able to get the mule in the first place. Because they're close enough in DNA, they can make the baby. Right. But because otherwise, like a dog and a cat, in theory, could have sex with each other. Right. And they could they could go all the way. You know, mm-hmm. the dog could come inside the cat. Right. But it's never going to fertilize the egg inside that cat. Right. It's never going to. Well, and when I say close in DNA, because they, they are still separate species, and that's why yeah. they're able to create. You know, a. Uh, uh, another you know another species that is not you know maldeformed right. whereas like when it comes to family members you can look at it as like you know a magnet right if you have two positive magnet sides you know they're going to oppose each other they're not going to be able yeah. to mix it's but true. the more negative the other one is the more they're going to attract with each other so that's why when you get to like second cousins it becomes more okay because there's more uh saturated genetics now down the line so we've already crossed the line into absolute maturity of this podcast so i'm just gonna ask um do you think a human and a monkey could have a baby no no i, I think right it, i think it's too it's separate. too far apart too far apart too far yeah. apart i'm sure someone's tried Oh, we just talked right. about how China's trying to right. do fucking human and animal chimeras. Like, of course, people have tried. I'm like sure somebody's fucked a monkey. Yeah, of course. There was uh, going on the lines of like the chimera <laughs> thing in China. <laughs> oh I, god, that's terrible. How did I just have that thought in my head? I, oh Jesus! I'm sure you're not the first one. <laughs> but I'm like, so ashamed. But I know going with like the chimera <laughs> stuff that's happened in China before, and I haven't done extensive research. What's on a chimera? Chimera is just like two animals like mixed together. So like if you do a so if you try oh so oh, like technically like hybrid kind of yeah thing. so technically like a liger or a mule could be considered like a chimera. Okay. The, the most popular ones are the ones from like Greek mythology, the like you know the animal that had like the the eagle's head and the lion's body and like three snakes. Oh as a tail. okay, or like the minotaurs. Yeah, which are like half real, horse, half human. Exactly. Kind of thing. So okay, those gotcha. are chimeras, and I do know that. Uh, on the, this podcast, the Alex Jones and Joe Rogan podcast, they were talking about how they've tried to create, you know, these embryos, you know, in test tubes and stuff, and they can never get the embryos to go past a certain stage because... Right. Nature's of, like, yeah. delete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Nature's yeah. like, no, I don't think so. We're not going to do this. It's true. Otherwise, you'd have all kinds of crazy shit running around, mm-hmm. dude. It'd be madhouse. Oh, yeah. It'd be fucking crazy. But I do know what... Uh, they do try to do and what I know America has tried to do before and I think this is just considered less taboo because it doesn't really like hurt any of the animals or anything but what they'll do is they'll try to mix just a little bit of human DNA with like pig just a little. DNA right just a little. what if we just sprinkle some on top just sprinkle a little bit <laughs> well and the reason why they do that is to make it because we know that there's a lot of uh, like pig skin is very closely uh Similar to pigs human in general. Skin. Like when um, Mythbusters and stuff want to test something about human mm-hmm. anatomy, they'll use pig. Yeah, exactly. Like their, their stomach is close to our stomach. Their heart is close to our heart. They, right. They have similar organs. So what they'll do is they'll put a little bit of human de- DNA into these like uh, piglet embryos. Uh-huh. And then as the pig – the pig doesn't look deformed or anything. It looks like a pig. But if they wanted to, like, take the pig's skin and, like, try to, like, with skin grafts or whatnot with people who need, uh, you know, artificial skin for burns and things like that, the skin will actually take better because now there's human DNA within that pig's skin. That's kind of cool. As opposed, yeah. So I know we do that with um, other animals, too. They put spider DNA inside of goats. 
Um, I heard and about it that. wasn't to make a half and half creature. It was no. not, it had nothing to do with that. It was just enough of the DNA of the the part of the spider that tells it to make silk. Yeah. So they can actually put that specific piece of DNA into goats, and when the goats are milked, they actually have that proteiny substance that is that silk that mm-hmm. comes to the top. It's like a foam on top of the milk, yeah. and they can slide. They can like screen it off the top and dry it, and they mm-hmm. can make spider silk from goat milk. Yeah. And it's not a theory. They're literally doing this. I've heard about that. And it's that. fantastic because spider silk is stronger than steel, like yeah, ounce for ounce or whatever. Crazy shit uh, It's like better that. than Kevlar and shit like that. So now they can mass produce it. You mm-hmm. would have had to have like a million spiders to make the same amount that one goat can fucking make. Well, and it makes me wonder based off of just those couple things we talked about that aren't really taboo as far as mixing DNA with humans. That's considered science. You know, so, science, yeah, exactly. It's, it's okay if science is doing so it. So that's what makes me wonder if there are a lot of things out there that are you know, considered taboo. And it's like, well, if we could just like get rid of the taboo on it, we could probably, you know, figure this out or be able to advance this or this. Well, there is actually an instance of that that just happened pretty recently. Hmm. Um, so there was a scientist from China, I believe. And he, wa- I, I really want to try to get this right because I read this article and it was pretty big deal about six months ago. It was pretty recent. Right. So he was working on genetic engineering. So being able to change people's DNA before they are born. So Oh, I think you told me about this. I did yeah. tell you about this. This was a big deal. Yeah. So this guy was working with twins. Uh-huh. And um, he was able to take a set of twin embryos, embryi, whatever, and he was able to basically make them immune to... Some, like let's say smallpox or, or, or one of those kind of things, okay? Mm-hmm. Something that already has a vaccine to it, but he was able to like embed into the DNA that they would never be able to catch this, Right. okay? Now, on paper, it was sound. It was a sound theory. Scientists all over the world agreed it was a sound theory. It was so sound that they actually built the machine that it would be needed to do this. Right. Once they built that machine, there was a consensus around the world that we had made something that was too powerful for us to control. So we all decided around the world, the whole scientific community said, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. And we're all gonna agree we are never gonna use this machine. We're not gonna actually splice genes yet. Yet, until (laughs) we get really, really good at it on paper and then we'll try it out. Right. like six months ago, this fucking Chinese guy, scientist, was like, fuck that, I'm doing it. <laughs> and in secret, he did it, okay? And it fucking worked at him. Mm, worked. Right. And it worked so well that he presented it at this huge conference. And right after his presentation, he dipped. Yeah. He fucking went, he disappeared. Yeah. And it was because he was afraid for his life. He was afraid that they were going to come and get him and mm-hmm. fucking lock him away forever or, or kill him for doing this but now he's opened up this whole new can of worms now it's well that guy did it so now it's free hands on deck everyone can do it yep so there's an instance right there of just because you can doesn't mean you should but we did right and now it's changed people forever now you're going to start to see genetically modified 
humans. Oh yeah. Well, and I and I know we've been we've talked about that a lot too um, here in America, where there's been the talks of like, oh, you can control, you know, how how your child's going to look coming out of the womb, or is your child going to be yep. a boy and a girl? So, but you, should you? Exactly. I was. I was just going to ask you. Do Do you think that's something we should meddle with, or that people should be allowed to meddle with? Well, I say no, as Matthew Lynn. But mm-hmm. I, you have to understand, guys. I am extremely biased on that mm-hmm. because I I am spiritual. I right. am I am a religious person. I believe in God, right. Christian, all that mumbo jumbo. I'm not going to get into that a whole lot today. But personally, my very personal opinion and belief is that. You should roll with whatever you're given. Right. Well, and I, as somebody who's not religious like you are, I, I do agree with you because we've seen time after time after time that any time that we try to play God, it never works out, right? I mean, we right. just talked about with the, you know, uh, putting species together, right? It just, right. Nature's always just like, ah, no, you can't do that. So I feel like even when you do little things of like, let's say you just want to make sure your kid has blue eyes, right? Right. Even something as trivial as that, I think is going to affect something. Effect. Yeah, it's going to affect something else that you, you may not see at first. <laughs> so did you know they're actually, I would say they, okay, the scientific community is uh-huh. doing studies. And I, I watched a TED Talks about this. I love TED Talks, guys. They're fucking great. <laughs> So um, it was talking about um, homosexuals mm-hmm. in general and why nature creates homosexuals. What's right. the point of that? And for a long time, it's been pretty widely agreed upon that it's like nature's birth control, right? When you have right. too many kids, you get a gay kid, so they don't, so you stop reproducing. Well, it goes a little further than that. So they related it to ants. You have a queen ant, and the queen ant doesn't choose whether it's a soldier or a worker ant when it's born. But there's a distinguishing factor between the two. Sometimes right. the queen makes workers, sometimes she makes soldiers. Right. And in every colony, it's literally a perfect balance. It just And it's not a coincidence. How could every colony on Earth be a coincidence? Right. So something in nature, something in that motherly, queenly DNA mm-hmm. is m- keeping that colony balanced. Right. So what they find is it's similar in humans your child will generally be born with more of a chance to be what that community needs at the time. Um, so I'm not going to get so much into the the homosexual part of it because that has nothing to do with today's topic. Right. But my point is there is a natural phenomenon going on that we can't really put our finger on that keeps societies balanced. Okay. So if you go in and you start to change things, I don't want a girl, I want a boy. Right. Okay. Seems pretty pretty innocent, right? Well, there's lots of other people having girls. You know, mm-hmm. what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is scientifically it's being shown that you didn't have a girl by happenstance. You didn't, right. It's not a coincidence. Something about the community you live in or where you are or the circumstances around you that needs a female. Right. It needs that particular one built that way to do whatever it's designed to do. So, so you're going to start to fuck communities up if you start to play God, dude. I, so I agree with you. And, and I do think that there are – that, you know, there's this purpose for, you know, gay people to be born. And, like, and I, I've heard the things like population oh, yeah. control and everything too. But, it goes a lot deeper than that. But, yeah, that's that's the widely right, right, spread right. knowledge. Yeah. But the, the thing I would argue – 
against that though and maybe this is just you know us not understanding the way that nature works or why nature does the things that it does or, or i'm sure it actually directly relates to that but so we know that you're born gay right Correct. if somebody's gay they they don't choose that they're born from it, day one. right yep. so then off off those standards like and this isn't going to be very popular but then why are there people who are born with this attraction to little kids What's nature's purpose for that? Or people um, who are I born think that with that this... particular instance never even gets a chance to be studied because right. it's considered so wrong and right. so taboo today. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say, as someone, it, it's going to sound pretty bad, but I would venture to say that if you did legitimate studies mm-hmm. into it, okay, if you were given that opportunity to do that, I bet that you would find some kind of scientific evidence to mm-hmm. why that person needed to be in that community. Right. And that was hard for me to say <laughs> in words, okay, because I don't believe that right. anyone ever needs to subjugate children. I think that's terrible. Right. But it's been happening through all of history. Mm-hmm. It's not a phenomenon that just started. Right. Since people have been around, they've been doing this to kids. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a natural accident is all I'm saying. Right. I think I they, that if you looked into it, there probably would be some kind of obscure purpose for it. I mean, going into maybe a, a less taboo topic along those same lines, too, it's what people who are born with this, you know, this need to kill, right? Serial killers and things. Because I, I don't believe that one just becomes, oh, I should say most people don't grow up and just decide I'm going to be a serial killer. You, you um, so I disagree. I think that we're all serial killers. I think that every single person is born with that, and we all think about it. But I think 99.9% of us don't engage with that part of ourselves. Really? Yeah. I think that every single one of us as humans, we all have the, the capacity to be a serial killer. I think I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Interesting. Because what we've seen from – so there's a commonality amongst a lot of the you know the, the mainstream serial killers that we know of, so like John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, right? Yeah. When we look into all of their past and what they did, a lot of them as children – and remember, these are kids who had parents who were saying – like you know don't kill don't steal don't be mean to people right they they had regular parents just like anybody else did but they were still they had these tendencies to find small animals and kill them they had to and yeah, re- it, regards, it starts with they tickled the itch um lightly at first because uh, you can't just jump into murdering people, right? right you but have then, to desensitize yourself to it. Right, but then I could argue that there are people who are born with this this more of an itch than somebody else. And I would argue that there are some people who aren't born with the itch at all. Let me, because I think I have a very dispopular belief. I think that a lot of people are going to disagree with me as you are. Mm -hmm. But I also think that everyone is born a rapist too. I think that we all have the capacity to become rapists. We all have the capacity to become murderers. Uh, We all have the capacity to be liars, uh, to be scheme artists, to be... But I think that most of us, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whether it's social guilt or just you are an inherently good person, you choose not to partake in that part of your thought process. So then you but would... we've all thought about killing a coworker who pissed us off, right? We've all had the thought of, of fucking 
there's a beautiful woman there. Man, what, that's the sexual fantasies. You know what I mean? But as long as they're in your head, they're okay. So you believe that they're like, so essentially you believe that everybody is born inherently bad and you have to train yourself to be good. No, actually quite the opposite. I think everyone is born inherently good and that is why they choose not to partake in the bad part. Because hmm. like I personally, I, I don't think I've ever had thoughts about killing somebody. Now, I have had thoughts about hurting somebody, beating somebody up, okay. doing stuff like that. And if you if you were to partake in those thoughts, right. there's a very good chance they could build into more hurting and more hurt, which would eventually lead to the life ending. Right. Once you do that once, now you've done that, now you know you're capable of it, it builds. So you think once somebody passes that threshold where they actually do it, it creates just this addiction where they just... Absolutely. I think even to the point of the military, legitimate killing um, where it needs to be done. It's not considered murdering. Um, Yeah, I think people get addicted to that too. That's why you see people who go back for 12, 15 tours in a row when they don't need to. Right. Um, Some people call it adrenaline junkies. I don't think it has anything to do with it. Right. I think it's... They've scratched that primordial itch, and now there's no going back, dude. You're addicted to it. How strange. So with that theory then, why do you think why do you think just as a species we would be born with just having these these thoughts or tendencies or these itches why, to scratch? Why would we be born with the capability to become addicted to heroin when there's yeah. no actual health reason why you would ever need to be addicted to heroin it's very easy to become it Mm -hmm. most of us choose not to partake in that part of our thought process right i've thought about doing heroin before but i choose consciously i say no i'm never gonna do heroin right but we're all capable of becoming heroin addicts gotcha absolutely i don't think anyone is born any differently Mm-hmm. Um, now, I do think that different parts of your brain can fire off. Right. So the same way you can have a, a math prodigy. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. The math part of your brain can leak into, like, the heart beating part of your brain. Right. And it can make doing math a subconscious process, mm-hmm. you know. I think that can happen, too. Maybe the murdering part of your brain can leak into the breathing part. And now it's a subconscious thing. Now you can't help but think about it all the time right so i think you can be wired differently but Mm -hmm. the same areas of the brain exist in every person absolutely true interesting i mean i don't think anyone's born day one a monster i really don't right well and 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 i don't necessarily think so either but it's just i don't know it's it's an interesting food for thought in regards to just can one really be blamed for how they're just born you know what i mean like i said i fully 100 percent accept that most people are going to adamantly disagree with me right okay and i get it come at me come at Mm -hmm. me in the comments and (laughs) i will have a very legitimate calm conversation with y'all i'll comment back and i will um i'll justify myself because i really I don't think I'm a bad person, but I do believe those things. Right. Well, and, and so. I don't think you're a bad person. Let me know what I, you think. I, I do think it all comes down to choices, just as you said. And I think, you know, if people have those tendencies, you do have the option to be like, oh, I'm not going to do that today. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. But anyways, on that note, we are we have reached our time. Do that went fast. That did go by fast. 
<laughs> again, didn't reach all the topics, but we never do. So but we never do. We'll do it again. Well, uh, Nick and Kyle, you both specifically asked us to talk about taboo. So I hope this was up to your standards. Let us know in the comments <laughs> what you thought of it or there's something you'd like us to touch on more or any uh, young, young and dumb opinions that you may have about it. Yeah. Let us know what you think about um you know, people being evil. Yeah, there you we go. We had some pretty strong opinions on that. Let us know your opinions on it. Yeah, let us know. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Always appreciate our listeners. Uh, remember, you can check us out on all the social uh, media platforms. We still have our GoFundMe. Uh, just type in GoFundMe.com forward slash Hardly Millennial. And uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. And remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Share the fuck out of these things share it to your friends your family your first cousins your second cousins just don't marry everyone just don't marry them not here not in america hey guys we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye